0: Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Coblenz is holding on. Cut Flory for Coblenz. But it is all heart style, Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light on podcast. Yes, it is. The green light's flashing for another podcast edition, uh, episode number 114, and we're bouncing back after the Meadows on Saturday night. What, a, what an amazing night it was. Danny Gibbons, Beck Gibbons, the family combining for their first Group 1 win with Ariane Bale in the distance race. And we'll touch on that in a little bit more detail as well as the win of Fernando Mick in the Australian Cup on the Meadows edition of the podcast a bit later on in this week. But we're talking all things Sandown. And if, you, if you're following Sandown Park, Uh, on the socials you'll notice they're starting to really push the launching pad it's just around the corner um, becoming a a really really important fixture I think uh, a really important part of the fixture because we're seeing so many greyhounds even though we're still a little bit away they're getting to that point now where they can win no more races before the launching pad so the trainers are trying to prep the way they set them up for this and I tell you what it is starting to shape up to be a cracking series already. Run of the Week. And Run of the Week is a greyhound that falls potentially right into that category of being a launching pad contender, and it's Pepita from last Thursday night. And they're racing. Pepita began well on the inside. Good speed out from My Dreamer who goes up to join it. And Zinzan Chopper's nice and handy into the first turn. On its outside was Jimmy the Pumper. Behind them was Rumor Has it clear then of Fabs Max Potato, Yarel Bale and Jukebox Blues. But Pepita leads out by five lengths now on My Dreamer. Battling away was Zinzan Chopper. Jimmy the Pumper. Then came Fabs Max Potato. But Pepita! Pepita's away and will bolt in the first by six. Second and Zinzan Chopper grabbed home my, my dreamer for third. Absolutely nothing wrong with that run. Uh, sections five, twelve, eighteen, seventy-seven, and just absolutely uh, powered home up the home running. So there's a greyhound getting home in the the 10.50s uh, with early pace. So When I say early pace, not breathtaking box speed. That's probably the one concern moving forward for Pepita. But the mid-race in the last couple of hundred metres, absolutely outstanding. And there was a few, I think, on the night that... Uh, did, I guess, make a bit of a statement for that launching pad and promises broken, obviously, another one. And uh, a few others that uh, the Bartolos, as we spoke of last week, Magic Muffin, Make No Promise, they're, they're sort of jotting different paths into the launching pad. So things really heating up at headquarters. Thursday's preview. All righty, Thursday night preview time. We're going to have a chat with uh, Mr. Telgi, trainer of Scalacci, uh, He's not racing at Sandown, but I wanted to chat about him. Uh, one of the, the real young stars on the uh, the provincial circuit at this stage. Two starts at Warrigal, Just absolutely flew first up. And he's also got Swift Robin, his uh, kennel mate, going around at Sandown Park on Thursday night. Kick-starting with uh, race number one. And, well, Pepita goes around here, drawn box number seven. Um, I made her the run of the week last week. Whether or not she's going to win from box seven... That is a big, big question. Um, I'll probably lean to her, but I think the price could be unders just based on what she did here last week time-wise. And with a lack of early speed, she's probably a bit of a risk from the draw. On then to race number two, Sportsbet Green Ticks final. Uh, Interesting race. Launch codes won uh, three out of seven. Kenya exceeds one three out of three. And I'm going against them, going with Kenya Jackal drawn box number six. I just thought the run uh, was was encouraging last time from box number one. Um Shows, I think, enough ability to not just suggest for this particular race, but one moving forward um, that I think might get over a little bit more ground. There's a bit of depth in this race, though. Obviously, Trappatiers was was outstanding on Sunday as well. So, I'm going Kenya Jackal mainly because I think he's going to be value from the draw. So, race two going with number six on the end race number three. Uh, Sportsbet BS responsibly five ninety five for journey here. Um, already a scratching of number two Black Edition. So. Uh, that's one less we had to, to take a look at in the form guide. Uh, interesting race this one. Um, I, I've sort of switched a few a few times between who I've liked, though. I'm probably leaning to the likes of the one, the seven, and the eight. Extreme Rage, Mapunga, Roz. Uh, You just have to include those Mapungas when they get up to this distance range and and Zipping Luda's the other. Um, I've got a little bit of a a question mark on her, but I think she's got really good ability and her 500 metre run suggests she'll run this type of distance. But look, I'm probably going to have a small each way play on the red purely based on the draw. I think she might be able to go through and lead, but yeah, close watch on the seven and also the eight. Race number four, um, leaning to ride the thunder here, number seven. The run at Warrigal was pretty good last time from box number two. And I know that Desi Datch. Had a big opinion of this boy from day dot, and this looks a, a winnable Grade Five. The only concern is last time he raced at Sandown, I think he was right up on the speed and then missed the first corner. So he doesn't normally do that, and we'll uh, we'll trust him to bounce back here. Ride the thunder. On then to race five, running over the 5.15. This is the Horsham to Sandown final. Long Haul's got some some pretty good form to his credit. The red, that's who I'm with here for Andrew Cherry. Uh, Run down at Horsham last time, but the effort two back behind Jackpot Joan. I think that just might be enough to see him uh, seem very hard to beat. We're going to chat with Jihad uh, Talji in a moment. Swift Roberts, a grey hand on the up, has won four out of 14 now with a further six placings, but he's just drawn a bit awkwardly in box five. If he had the red... Um, I'd almost be tipping him on top. I think he's a greyhound that when he draws well near the inside, he's got a big motor. Race number six. I'm going great, guys, stepping up to the... the 700 metres for the first time. He's probably given every indication that, that he'll end up winning races over this distance range. We saw what he did throughout the Sale Cup. I think he's drawn well. Um, I think he's going to run a big race, and this isn't the strongest Metro Grade 5, so it's a nice starting point for great guy to begin his uh, staying campaign. Race 7, I'm going to go with Love Asbala. I just like the form when they come out of a, a race like the Australian Cup, a race with so much pressure. Um, They generally perform well when they come back out the week later. The draw's tricky, um, but hopefully he's got the speed to get over and find the front early and be hard to beat. Uh, Race number eight, I'm going five, Kai Bale. Probably something beaten in that race at the Meadows. He and Jarek Bale collided when they hit the lead together off the back, so I like him. Number five, Kai Bale. On then to race nine, I've got a close watch on Vacluse Bale as, as one who's got a really good turn of pace, but I reckon Andre Bale's the one in this. He'll, he'll just finish off really, really quickly. He's forms good against good quality opposition. Um, and four starts ago, he did go 5-16, 29-50 here, which I think if he replicates that, um, he should be pretty hard to beat. Race nine, number two. Uh, race 10, I'm with one Latrell keeping. I just think speed maps into this really well. I've marked him my best bet of the night. Um, he's a little bit hard to follow, but I think he's going to go well from the, the good draw. On then to race 11, my other best bet of the night here, number four, Cheeky Wink. I think just lands in front. It's as simple as that. That's the key. 29.72 PB. Um, If she's in front, she's in control. I think she'll take some beating. There's just an obvious lack of speed in this race, and she's got all of that. So from the top, I think she can go all of the way. Race 11, number four. And then uh, race number 12, we'll probably go with Sunnyside Zeus here, number three on top. It's not an easy race, but forms pretty good behind the likes of Cindy's boy Captain Larry um, and Majestic Jay down at Horsham in very quick uh, sorry at Terelgan last time in very quick time so there's a close watch on Sunny Side Zeus in the last
1: Hunters
0: Punting Club All right all happening toward the end of the night just uh, Take note too, if you've got a gambling problem, uh, gamblers help, give them a call. Uh, Never gamble more than you can afford to lose. You know the drill when it comes to gambling responsibly. Make sure you do that, please. Uh, Race 10, I'll have $12.50 each way on number one, Latrell Keeping, that's the way I'm playing. And then race 11, number four, Cheeky Wink, also $12.50 each way. Inside Info. Well, here we go. A good mate of mine on the uh, the podcast, a man who runs the number one pizza shop in Melbourne, Mr Talji's been good enough to jump on the pod for a second time and I believe he's got a better deal for us this time for our loyal listeners of the pod. How are you, Talji? Going well, mate?
1: Yeah, very well, James. Yourself?
0: Hey, I'm going pretty well. Uh, what, what's the go? You have got a you own the pizza shop at the moment, but you've got a, yep. a really promising greyhound on the way through. Let's say he wins a couple of Melbourne Cups. What would, what would be on at the uh, the pizza shop?
1: Uh, there'd be no more pizza shop, no. mate. <laughs> <laughs> be, I love that. Be, I'd give it away. <laughs>
0: nah, that's it. Hey, what, what is the dream for you, mate? Obviously, you, you've got a, a real passion for, for training greyhounds, and we have we have touched a little bit on your involvement um, in the sport, but you, you obviously you, you're well and truly hooked on the, the thrill of greyhound racing itself.
1: Oh, yeah, it's a great buzz. You know, like getting a winner um, anywhere, you know, whether it's Hillsville or... Sandown down all the meadows or warrigal it's just a thrill having a win you know what i mean mm. and especially like a couple of weeks ago when i had my first starter at warrigal and he won in um in a great way that you know i read him read him read him pre-trained him uh grand fault broke him in for me and it was just a thrill to see what he did on the day you know winning his maiden you know, you know
0: what I love about the story. I, I did read into this a little bit, uh, Tal. You'd be happy to know, mm. mate. And I see the mum uh, named Flying Hariba, named after the horse Hariba. That's and right. The great clashes with the horse Scalacci, who I think everybody, everybody in racing uh, would know that the name Scalacci. And I think there's the Scalachi stakes now. And and then you've come up with that name for a, a son of Flying Hariba. So it's obviously a bit of bit of planning there, mate. and a few years' uh,
1: wait to to get that pair up and going. Well, you you wouldn't name. You wouldn't name a dog Scalachi after that great grey if you didn't have a a good opinion of the dog and the dog was something special. You know, you just don't give a name out for no reason. You know, it's got to be a special dog to get a special name.
0: That that tells me um, that you've obviously held onto the name for some time and... And this boy is pretty special. What what he did on debut, let's let's be honest, mate, they, they don't run that. Um, so he went 6.41 to the first peg at Warrigal. Track's been good down there lately, but 11.01 off the back is just out of this world. Did, did that shock you at all when those sections flashed up on the board for Scalacci's
1: first race start? It did. It did. Um, look, he shocked me every time I've tried him, you know, whether it's been at Sheppard and where he's gone 21.50 where it's been at Warrigal when 23, sorry, not Warrigal, Bendigo 23.68. you know, I've come out, you know, shaking my head going, how good's this dog, you know, and and it's a buzz, James. When you wait 20 years for a dog as fast, it's just a buzz, but it's also frightening, if you know what I mean, because when they're that fast, things go wrong, you know, and you sort of...
0: Just got to keep them sound, don't you, and just keep you going do. through it. You and do,
1: you've got to protect them, you've got to protect them. You know? Was there
0: Was there ever a thought, though, after his first race start that you'd return to the pizza shop, roll down the roller shutters and just turn the power off? Because on a serious note, this, this is is a dog that you wait for, isn't it? A dog like Scalacci <laughs> who can run the times he can and, and and he's got such a such a
1: bright future. Yeah, yeah, well, look, the pizza shop's always number one. Dogs, they come and go, you know, like anything can go wrong tomorrow. You know what I mean? But your business is always your business and it's always there. But like you said, you win a couple of Melbourne Cups, well, then, mate, there's no more pizza shops because <laughs> the, the prize money these days is 650000 to win a Melbourne Cup. Well, if you won two in a row, and hypothetically, and I'm not saying you will, but I'm just saying hypothetically, if you won two in a row, well, that's 1.3 mm. mil, yeah why would you
0: have the shot? That's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to look at it, mate. It is a very good way to look at it. and you know? Yeah, look, and I guess that's the exciting thing. Like, you just don't know where he's where he's going to get to, but he's got that untapped ability. He's showing, he's showing enormous amounts of that at the moment. And I know this podcast is all about Sandown Park and what's happening Thursday, but I just wanted to, to have a little bit of a chat about that Greyhound Scalacci. And I noticed you went to Hardstall Rico really early on in his career at start. Was what was the the reasoning behind that and obviously it was a bit of a risk at that time but it's a risk that's obviously being rewarded at this point in time
1: yeah well lucky and i are mates and uh he actually spoke to david brash and sort of when i sort of said to him that i was thinking about um reading with her with him and he rang up david brash and asked to do a mating match and david brash said to him that um a bitch that's out of Fabregas mixed up with hard style Rico is just a perfect match. Okay, and and you know, end of the day, the perfect match has been, you know. Been done, has not it? Really? Well, you, you don't go any quicker than what he ran on debut at Warrigal, that's for sure. Let's let's
0: swing our attention to Sandown tomorrow night. Uh, you've got the Horsham to Sandown final. Swift Robert drawn box number five. I just said a moment ago on the pod. I think he's definitely good enough to win this race. It's just the draw that's that's a challenge in box five because he does like the fence.
1: He does like the fence, and he, and I would have loved him out of the red to be honest with you. But looking at the race, the three and the four are very slow out. The two's a hit and miss. The one does jump. And I feel pretty confident that if he lobs second behind the leader, I think he could run him down, you know. And the dog's feeling really good. He trolled Sunday at Sandown post to post and he went 23 18. So he's going well. Yeah, he's feeling good and he's just jumping out of his skin at the moment, you know. And, and he probably cost himself at Horsham. He, if he had jumped out and jumped straight and not cut across and hit two dogs on the way through, he probably would have won the the race because he made up a lot of ground in the last 100, you know. And um, so, yeah, just hopefully tomorrow he jumps well, goes straight, gets behind the leader, and we can see what he can do then, you know. Well, mate, for a small
0: kennel, a hobbyist, uh, you're a man running a successful business and you're training a few dogs and you're doing it well. I was just going through. You've got three in the kennel. Uh, Swift Robert going around at Sandown Park. Scalachi, who at this point in time the world's his oyster and my obsession, who's another greyhound you train um, that does have a little bit of potential. So it must be it must be a nice feeling to wake up every morning knowing that you've only got a small kennel of dogs. You're a hobbyist trainer, and, and, and you're going out every morning to a kennel you know that that are that are very very good
1: dogs. Like Scalachi, make you get up early in the morning, James.
0: And know? that's why I'm still sleeping in, you uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: And, and, and look, to be honest with you, it doesn't matter if it's Scalacci or um, Swift, Rob, or my obsession, I, I get up early every morning yeah. to do them, because I love doing it, you know what I mean? No. And the other thing is, we've got to remember one thing, James, is only 20 months old, mm. and he's doing what he's doing at 20 months, it's, it's it's pretty scary, you know?
0: It's exciting times for you, mate, there's no doubt about that, and speaking about exciting times, the last time I had you on the podcast... The numbers absolutely spiraled, and now when I say they spiraled, the numbers of the podcast at that point weren't what they are now. So, I'm I'm sort of tipping towards that this one here, mate, could be uh, could be the biggest podcast we've put out. I, I don't know how many times you listened to it last time, or how many people you told <laughs> to listen to it down at the pizza shop, but uh, we got plenty of numbers, that's for sure.
1: No, well, that's good, mate. That's good. Um, you do a great job, James. I love the way you commentate. Um, racing. I love the way you, when you call races, you do a great job. So nah, anytime you want to chat, I'm more than happy to I talk to you. appreciate
0: mate. that, mate. There's no good pumping up my tyres. That's all good, tail job. I'll <laughs> let you run, mate. But uh, good luck with everything, mate. And we wish you not only well with uh, with obviously Thursday nights racing at Sandown, but uh, the future of Scalacci, mate. We're crossing our fingers that he can get to the highs, that, that at this stage he looks like he's a, a high possibility to get to. So good luck with everything moving forward, mate, and thanks for your time again.
1: Thanks, Jane. Appreciate it.
0: Well, that's it. Another episode of the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast done and dusted. Looking forward to Sandown Park Thursday night, Greyhound Racing. And yeah, the, the countdown's on clearly now to, to the launching pad as sort of that next big thing. Obviously, the Horsham Cup is on with the heats this week. We'll touch on that and bring out that bonus episode next week for the Horsham Cup final. It's always intriguing to the Horsham Cup, that 485. It's a stretch where... I guess with the long straight and the open expanses of a track like Horsham, you get those distance dogs that will drop back. And I know just having a quick look through the heats, it's it's intriguing left, right and centre. Uh, looking forward to that. Even Big Opal Rocks coming back for a crack at the Horsham Cup. So keep, uh, keep an eye out for that. But for now, uh, good luck, safe travelling, happy punting.